Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. We're going to have some fun in the next half hour of the show. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies theme for the next half hour toughest losses now this show's called Oilers now so obviously a bunch of you have jumped in and you can reach us on a river Cree resort and casino hotline 780-496-0063 which loss has been the toughest we heard jack michaels talk about his bitter disappointment watching roger federer lose yesterday but for you uh, what's been your toughest oilers loss and maybe doesn't necessarily have to be just Oilers. You can hit on the Eskimo. I just put out on Twitter for me, uh, 2004 University Cup. Watching the Alberta Golden Bears, 39-0-2. Arguably the best team they ever had. And by the way, they lost 6-5 in overtime in New Brunswick, which was the home team. Alberta flies across the country. Uh, disallowed goal in the second period that should have counted. Given Alberta a better stranglehold in that game. Brendan, what I remember coming back is on the front page, because the Bears had gone to Nationals ranked number one the two previous years, and on the front page of the Edmonton Sun, it said U of A folding Bears. Except they didn't fold. They were actually down 5-4 and tied the game with an empty net goal from Kevin Marsh. That's not folding. That's, you know, and then uh, and the goalie in that game was Dustin Schwartz. And to this day, Dustin and myself have a standing joke. Usually when it encompasses maybe being at a... Uh, well, um, a place where you have adult beverages on the road and the conversation is three or four bad ones in that game. But I just 39-0-2. I mean, it's a chance to have had as good a team as they've ever had, and they won the national championship the next two years. And sometimes you got to lose like that. We had a lot of texts coming in on the 1982 loss against the L.A. Kings when the orders are up 5 nothing. Um, my three... 
and I've put them out. Uh, third for me, we'll start with the fact 2017 Game 5, Western Conference Round 2, the Ducks come back. That one sucked. Number two, Game 7 Stanley Cup Final against Carolina. And number one, 1986, Game 7 Battle of Alberta, Steve Smith own goal. So there you have it. 780-496-0063. Alex from Penticton wants to jump into the free on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. What do you got, Alex? How's it going, Bob? I totally agree with your top three there. Oh, man, I feel the pain. And losing Rollison in that series, man, cost him. Yeah, well, yeah, it did. And it's... Yep. And you, you know what? And to the credit of that team, they battled hard. They battled. They did. They, they, you know what? We had this conversation the other day. Chris Pronger, if the Oilers win the series, Chris Pronger is the... Is the... Uh, Con Smythe? He wins the Con Smythe, just like Kawhi Leonard. Now, Chris, you know, had a five-year contract and everything and requested a trade. In the case of Kawhi, you know, he was an unrestricted... He had the option to be an unrestricted free agent. But Chris Pronger could have done something very similar, being a one-and-done in a city, winning a championship, and being the MVP. And the orders were that... They were. I mean, hey, let's face it. They had chances. It was 2-1 in the third. Torres, Torres was unbelievable in the game, game seven there. Can I make a point about the setter? Yes. Okay, I totally agree. You know, uh, he's had some tough losses. And, you know, I was watching that 40-15, and he, he just aced him twice. And then he was just about, he was just tossing that ball again. And someone yelled out in the crowd. And I thought he would have stopped and let the ball bounce, but he didn't. He tried forcing his way through, and he just mentally became undone. I like to talk about the state of tennis and men's. It has nowhere near the depths that used to be. Back in the day when there was uh, Connors, then you had Borg, then you had McEnroe, then you had Lendl, then you had Becker, then Edberg, and then you had Vlander, then you had Agassi, then you had Hewitt, you had Sampras, you had Courier, you had Chang, uh, uh, you had... Uh, are are you listed? Do you have a list of these guys? Or are you doing I this know, off brother, the top? I play tennis. I was an open tennis player. I'm 52 years old. I played at Garneau on those clay courts in Edmonton, Mac. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my my daughter my told. daughter took lessons there, so there you go. Maybe it was from me. <laughs> Anyhow, no. b- bottom line here, your, your real name isn't Steve. Is it Alex by chance? It's <laughs> Alex, yeah. All right. So anyways, bottom line here is you think Federer lost his mental edge. I absolutely do, and I've seen it happen before. There was a time when he was – I think he lost like seven ga- uh, matches in a row to Nadal. By the way, he's won the last six against Nadal, and uh, he should have won that against El Potro, that U.S. Open about seven years ago. There has been times where he has, as great as he is, and I love the guy, and I that was painful watching that. There has been times he's not the only athlete to ever do that, though. And God bless Roger Federer, though, because – He's got class. He showed Dolcevic and Nadal and all the other pros how to present themselves. And He was and awesome afterwards yesterday. Alex, Absolutely. I got a full board. Thanks for the call. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Yep. 780-496-0063. Toughest losses. Uh, toughest Oilers loss. The one that hurt you the most. And it can also be a non-Oiler loss as well. James out of Edmonton. James, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Bob? Good. So two that stand out to me are the way the New Orleans Saints seasons have ended the past two seasons. Two years ago, you had the Hail Mary to the Minnesota Vikings and the player missed the tackle. And then last year, the four-on pass interference. So I'm not a Saints fan. I love to make fun of my friends that are. But those are two rough ways to lose. And, you know, maybe karma for having your defensive coordinator running about to gauge. 
right. Thanks, man. 780-496-0063. Brendan, for you, back to the Canucks here because you're a BC kid. So I was in BC. I was working in Prince George in 1994. My whole crew was cheering for the Oilers because there were there were seven. That's right, seven former Oilers on the New York Rangers team. Kevin Lowe, um, as well as obviously Mark Messier, Adam Graves, Jeff Bukaboom, Glenn Anderson was picked up late that year. Uh, or up to five. Craig Matavish is six, and Essa Tikkanen was seven. I mean, it was Oilers East, right? So, and the Rangers almost blew the series. They were up three games to one in the series. The Canucks won game five, uh, opened up a 3-0 lead. Rangers came back, tied at 3-3. Canucks ultimately won that game 6-3. Canucks won game six back in Vancouver, and then the Rangers win game seven. But, you know, like the Canucks, all right, they got to game seven. They weren't a favorite that year. In 2011... They're a pretty good team. I think you can make an argument Vancouver was a top five team in the league for about five years. Is that fair? I think so, for sure. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, if I may speak to this for a minute, you could see how their roster was constructed, and you can see what Peter Shirelli had done with Boston's roster. And at that time, of course, the heavy hockey thing was really abundant. So you, you're watching every scrum after a whistle, the Canucks getting beaten down, and they didn't really have that edge. So all the while, they were at the top of the league and, and riding the Sedin's coattails. You couldn't, you could, you almost see the end, I think, because they just didn't have what it took in those really meaningful Stanley Cup games to get it done. Well, and remember the Aaron Rome hit when he stepped up and flattened Nathan Horton? Because it was 2 oh, yeah. nothing Vancouver in Boston in Game 3 when that happened. I think that hit because it was so late. I, I think for fans out there, they just, because the Canucks had a reputation, they had guys like Lapierre. They had Burroughs. They had some guys that played the game. Uh, if you're a Canucks fan, you'd say they have gamesmanship. But if you're not a fan of the Canucks, you'd say they were cheap players. And and then you got I mean the Steens had class they did there's no other way to say it they had class um, and then you had Bieksa and and Kessler and so they were an unlikable team and for a lot of the old school guys that are say 50 plus that grew up idolizing Bob the Boston Bruins have a lot of fans from the early 70s uh, throughout Canada and it just I just like it was it was incredible watching it that year. And then, of course, the Canucks, what, they got shut out at home in Game 7, 4 nothing. 780-496-0063. Toughest loss in Texas, 630-630. Smitty has texted the show to say, Bob, ultimate crushing loss, London, 2012, Canada versus U.S. women's soccer. Referee stole our victory with a BS call tarnishing Sinclair's stunning hat trick. That's the one where they made up the call on the goaltender for a delay. And gave the U.S. penalty kick. And you could see that the American players had intimidated the female official in that game. There's no debate it occurred. Everybody knows that's what happened. Uh, This text comes in saying, Bob, toughest loss for me was 2017. Talbot's legs were held down, and they still called it a duck's goal. Bad refing for sure. Again, you could text us 630-630. Bob, biggest losses for me out of Edmonton, 1986. Losing Gretzky, losing Ranford in trades. Again, you could text us at 630-630. Uh... 
The Federer has had some tough losses assertion. Could be the poster boy for first world problems. That one comes to us from Haas. Another text comes in out of Slave Lake, Alberta. One of the toughest and biggest losses for me would include the Olympic. I didn't think of this. This is right. Uh, the Olympic overtime game when Gretzky didn't do the shootout and Dominic Hashik stone Canada. Actually, a lot of my disappointments are from one game win in all formats. I can remember where I watched that game in 1998. Today is the 21-year anniversary, I believe, of Mark Crawford being named the coach of that team. Does that sound right? Uh, Maybe it was before that. No, it would have had to be 22 years. Well, no, he would have been named in uh, uh, July of 1998, right? And it was, no, it would have had to be 97. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 22, 22nd anniversary. There you go. Um, I was at Sicilian Pasta Kitchen, the city south side, in Vinny's Bar watching that with John Sexsmith. And we were slagging Trevor Linden the entire game. And guess who scored Canada's goal? <laughs> Trevor Linden with like four minutes left. Uh, Brad in Red Deer says, Bob, the toughest loss for me has been those last 15 pounds. From Brad in Red Deer. Brad, I had a standing bet with Mark Spector circa 1995 to 1999, 215 before Christmas. Never got below 217. His final 15 are hard, even on Bernstein. Wes, says Bob, biggest loss at the time was the 1977 Staplegate against the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, well, it was a big loss. They lost 41-6. to six. How about this, Brendan? My dad, who has long since passed away, uh, had a one of those tickets, pool tickets, and they only went to 40. And he had 40-6, to six, so he ripped the ticket up. And guess what happened? They called him and told him he'd won. He had the closest store. So he ended up... Only time he won anything in his entire life. Again, you can text us. But do you know about Staplegate? Do you know what happened? No. So they're playing the game. Uh, I believe it was at the Big O, actually, in Montreal. And, uh, and you know why they called it the Big O? Because the rest of Canada paid for it for uh, the next 20... I think we're still paying for it. Because that's how business is done in Quebec. Everybody gets bought off, kind of like votes. Anyways, I digress. Uh, They actually had guys that were dumping dirt and claiming they dumped off like eight loads a day, and really they only dumped off one load a day. The whole thing just stunk. So they called it the big O-O-W-E. Anyhow, if they had freezing rain, and the Montreal Alouette players, instead of having cleats, uh, stapled staples to their cleats. And they had traction, and the Eskimos didn't. And so the Eskimos got smoked 41 to 6. The Esk- uh, so that was in 77. Of course, the Eskimos would win in 1978, beating Montreal. They'd win again in 79, beating uh, Montreal. That was the year 79, I think, was the year what else? Smith did the uh, the wave uh, to the Alouettes as he was going in the end zone for one of the touchdowns. Then in 1980, off the top of my head, uh that was who do they beat in 80 hmm I have to think about that 81 they 80 they beat Hamilton 
Was 80 the year they beat David Marler and the Hamilton Ticats and smoked them? It wasn't close. And the Eskimos won in 82, they beat the Argos. And in 81, they came back against Ottawa. And they were down like 20 to 1 at the half. So those were the five great cup victories. Um, Bob, the worst for me, <laughs> here's one for Saskatchewan fans. Uh, The worst for me was the Riders playing Montreal Grey Cup and too many men on the field for the game-winning field goal. You know what? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Canadians that would say the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are their second favorite team. Okay. That said, everybody in Saskatchewan loves to tell you how great their team is. Okay. And they kind of like that attitude. Like when they were in the late seventies. When they were struggling to stay afloat, the Riders were everybody's second team, second favorite team. Can they be everybody's second favorite team now with Chris Jones as head coach? I mean, he wasn't head coach back when that happened. Here's a good one. Uh, from Lloyd Minister KB, 2006 World Cup Final, France versus Italy, when uh, Zaban, uh, Zinedine Zidane headbutted the Italian and they subbed Thierry Henry off before extra time. Well, I mean, why, would they, why wouldn't you sub off Thierry Henry? He was only like the leading scorer internationally in... Uh, the EP, or certainly in the EPL at that time, back in 2006. Gene Principe and myself have had so many discussions about what happened, because I love Zinedine Zidane. He was a great player. You know what? If you were to go out, and he, I mean, he went out in style. Say what you want. You could say he was disgraced. You have an Italian player making a comment about your sister, and you turn around and headbutt the guy in the chest, and his head snaps back like Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald's taking a shot from the sixth floor. But that's soccer, right? That's Zidane. That's that's who he was. He was that guy. <laughs> Remember last year the uh, Euro final and Gareth Bale scored, or a year ago now, I guess, and Gareth Bale scored that ridiculous goal, and then the reaction from Zidane, and he's got the thing going with his hand, and I'm thinking, you scored the same goal like in 2002. You scored a ridiculous goal off a of volley. Almost as good as that one. Oh, Texas at 630-630. Steven enters the fray. Here we go. Worst losses, number one, 2006 Stanley Cup. Number two, Eskimos 96 Great Cup. The Flutie fumble non-call yet. Tyler, Texas show, Stephen, earlier with the same one. 2017 Oilers versus Anaheim. Dallas in Drumheller. Hello to Drumheller, the old Falcon himself. Toughest loss for some of my friends. The Flames lost to Tampa Bay in game six of the uh, 04 Cup Finals when the puck wasn't in. I love that game so much, said Dallas. Here's the thing. I have said for years it's the battle for Alberta, not the battle of Alberta. You know, I'll be honest. I wasn't that disappointed that that goal didn't count for Martin Jelena. <laughs> that puck was in a flame. <laughs> That's, you know what? That's a tough one. They should have won the cup. If they had video review, the Calgary Flames would have won the Stanley Cup. 2004. Texas at 630, 630. We'll continue down this path in winners now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Best of luck, Nuge. It'll all make sense tomorrow. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. It's 126 in Edmonton. Hope you're doing well. He's getting married tomorrow. You didn't know that? You looked at me like I just inferred he was getting traded. He's getting married tomorrow, so... Uh, to his lovely longtime girlfriend, Brian. Great guy. I've done a bunch of events with Ryan over the years. So uh, wish him nothing but the best of luck there. Uh, 
this text comes in in terms of toughest losses. Bob, this is a little bit more of a reserved text. It's classy, it's full of humor, and it won't embarrass my father. I am not a Roger Federer fan, says the chiseler from Vegas, uh, nor was I ever emerged in college life, but I am a huge uh, non-stalking uh, Mark Spector fan. <laughs> Wow. You actually like Spec, really? You might be on the show tomorrow. The uh, genesis of this text is directed to, uh, as a guy that now lives in Vegas, to all the Golden Knights fans. Game 7, BS call against Aiken, resulting in a loss. Moving on, yes, still upset as a uh, former Edmontonian uh, of the 86 and 06 storylines. Just saying, two more things. We need more sticks to open the show and more Archie Anderson. That one comes to us from the Chisler, who I worked with oh, 30 years, 33 years ago. Wow. Pretty good golfer, by the way. Was on the California, California tour back in the game. You can text us at 630-630. Toughest loss. Uh... Bob, the toughest loss for me was uh, Wayne Gretzky getting sold. Thanks, Vern. Bob, the Riders 13 game man ties in nicely on a day like today with Kavis Reed just being fired as GM of the Montreal Alouettes. He was special teams coach for the Riders that season. Kavis Reed might be the nicest man I've ever met in my life. Like, I'm at the stage now where I can say, you know, and I've actually said this to a couple guys. You might be one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. And I've lived around. You know, I look at one of them every day in the mirror. <laughs> Anyhow, Kavis Reed is as nice a guy as there is. I, I almost wonder, can you be that nice of a man and be in management? Because you got to have a little bit of bite if you're in that manager's role. We have so many texts to get to. We're going to push back our conversation with Manny Viveros who last year was with the Oilers. He's now the head coach of the Spokane Chiefs after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilbert. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.